0: It is a crazy time i i let's just keep get it off that i mean get it off your chest, get it off your chest. it's it's unprecedented. We had a coronavirus report last week, but uh anyone in l a or even California knows that we are in a state of of crisis in a state of sheltering in place in staying inside, and it is a feels like some weird twisted horror movie but we're we're gonna get through this right yeah I th-
1: la is a special case right like it's not all the it's not the whole u.s like uh other major cities i'm thinking like maybe seattle because washington's been pretty bad
0: they're definitely pretty i mean it's all gonna like dominoes we're, we started it new york's pretty locked down it's it's all gonna gonna be ramping up yeah. within the next few more weeks and and California started it but you know but all that and more on this episode of the Tape Rooms podcast mm-hmm. big episode today obviously Caesar and I are here in the home studio it's a social Uh, Was distancing, self self quarantine, self isolation, uh, social distancing, taking quarantine, uh, shelter abundance of caution, stay at home, the whole thing. Um, So, we're going to use Skype to our full capabilities today. We're going to make a couple of, uh, or take a couple, take slash make a couple Skype calls today. I know it's a crazy time and whether we're all sort of worried of like, what's going to be the future Caesar. I know. I mean, it's job security is a, uh, an issue right now. Right.
1: Yeah. I think, I think everyone, you know, it's kind of like the elephant in a room in a lot of people's homes right now. Like you're, you know, you're staying at home and even if you got a good job and they're paying you, I feel like for how long are, is the average employer like saying like, all right, this dude's just sitting at home for the next month or has been for the whole month, you know, like, do I need to pay them? Like, I don't know. I feel like it's the elephant in the room for a lot of people. And I think people for this whole month, whether you have to work or not, just, you just got to stay, try to keep your mind off things, try to do things to keep you entertained, keep your emotional health on the right side of things.
0: Right. Right. And it's, yeah, just stay positive. We're going to get through this. I think that's, that's the main thing. I mean, if we, We'll get to more later on, but if we went through the plague, went through all this stuff, <laughs> I mean, yes, no one has alive right now has ever really experienced something like this. It's literally something unprecedented, but I think this is now more the time than ever, or it's exciting times, and we'll get into it. Um, but let's make our first Skype call. Uh, it's our good old psych check segment with freddie soltero and for
1: your emotional well-being we're bringing on freddie
0: <laughs> let's get into it <laughs> so how, how's your life been uh these past couple days
2: in regards to like a uh, quarantine yeah you know man it's a lot of cabin fever dude i never realized just you know being stuck indoors for so long just what it does to you I like to, I usually I usually would think to myself to be an introverted person. But then I realized that, like, I kind of am an X factor on that because I just am so sick of being by myself at home. Like I need to be around people.
1: Yeah, it started a lot earlier for you, too, right? Because you're you're a student and students have been out of school for how long now?
2: Well, my, I you know, we officially went uh, digital as of last Thursday. So it's kind of like yeah, like you know, this is have kind of already kind of going into like maybe oh, a week, a week, a uh, week and a day into self quarantine already.
1: Great, yeah, it's, it's just starting for me next
0: week officially. Yeah, same here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But let, anyway, let's get right into it. I I brought you on here, Freddie, because I know uh, you're a realist. I know you uh, you don't <laughs> sugarcoat things, and I think you can perhaps add. Uh, another voice to this conversation. So I thought, I was thinking, you know, yesterday of of what the challenges this presents us and and, and these two sort of alleys or two pathways where, where this will take us. I mean, there's one really shitty, pessimistic way of looking at this. And then there's also the, you know, humanity, uh, human-centric, we got this version. But anyway, it's like, I'll pull up the quote. I was reading an article uh, one of my favorite historians and, and non-fiction writers, you've all know Harari. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> ben Shapiro. Alex <laughs> Jones. Wrote this. <laughs> 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 wrote this. Okay, so I pulled this one sentence or a couple sentences. Okay, it's actually three sentences <laughs> from, from this article <laughs> he wrote this today, actually. So... We're going to get through this, obviously, but then the way we get out of it, we're going to have to make some choices as, as uh, a, a human race. So right. I'll go ahead and, and read this little excerpt. So in this time of crisis, we face two particularly important choices. The first is between totalitarian surveillance and citizen empowerment. The second is between nationalist isolation and global solidarity. I mean, those are our big, <laughs> the big, uh, huge themes um, going into the future. But, but, I mean, both Caesar and you, Freddie. We'll start off with the first thing of, of totalitarian surveillance and citizen empowerment. So, when we're talking about surveillance. I don't think it's 1984 type, you know, it's, it's, right. I mean, it could be, but it's also, we thought of it as this 1984 stuff, but in this article, he's saying, if we're all required to wear a wristband by, issued by the government that tracks our heart rate, our, our health, our, our mental capacity, our, our emotions, basically, would we have that choice? would Would, would we rather have that? Or would we rather have the no, we are citizen empowerment of the government can't control me. And there's this thing of like, I think mental health is going to become more important than ever. And and yes, we might be tracking it, but we're going to need to know how to track our emotions and how to track the, the human brain before, you know, something really bad happens. And then with you, Caesar, I think, with with in in biology and even medical field i mean we're gonna need to know so much more moving uh, forward so how do you guys think we're we're gonna be uh how, how would you respond to that I, let's just take that in, into account
2: that's uh that's a loaded question and you know i guess just a just to param- parameterize it. It's just this is us coming out of Corona, or in the process.
0: I think we we've decided that we are going to come out of this eventually. I think a I have Corona world a post Corona world. I think I know world. we are in the we are in totally the throes of the Corona, but I know it's unprecedented. But I got to have faith that we're going to get through this. It, it might take a couple months. It might take a year, but I think we're going to get through this. I have faith.
2: You know how I see it, just because you kind of see both that play right now. If you're looking at the same lens, I'm seeing it. You see, like the totalarianism of, like the you know, at least for people listening from California, we have the safe at home abroad approach versus mm. you know the citizen empowerment of like the government can't tell me to stay home. And you got people like the Spring Breakers in Florida and stuff like. Well, Disney World just recorded a massive. You know, like there's people who went to Disney World and one person from California died from Corona and they were reportedly at Disney World. So you kind of see the I wouldn't want to say pros and cons of both ends, but I like to just say it as more as like, you know, the cause and effects of each of each one. I think coming out of this, we kind of know better that. We have a we have a middle ground of it as opposed to uh, strict black or white thinking, I think there is a little bit more of a, not surveillance, but a little bit more government insight, but not as in like, we're monitoring you. And like, as soon as your temperature goes over a hundred degrees Fahrenheit, you're being brought to the hospital because you're a risk now, you know, like the department of mental of uh, the department of Health's at your door and you're being brought into quarantine. I think there's gonna be a lot more regulation because we just realized like how badly this got out of hand when it could have been so easily mitigated. But, right. you know, this is America. I don't think there's never going to be a complete, I think, foot down. That's just my approach at it. Well, okay.
0: So if you look in past crises, crises, um, for instance, 2008 financial crisis, the right. U.S. Uh, under Ob- uh, the Obama administration, it really uh, – showed itself as a world leader uh, we bailed out the banks we, we showed them we set a precedent and if you look at it now with the current administration it it's not like that at all we're it, it's the current administration is we're severely underprepared stock of the world. we exactly we have to look at other countries we're looking at at South Korea we're looking at uh, the you know these high-tech countries that were prepared and handled it the right way and we're trying to model it ourselves off that so it's it's really you know this american state right now is it is a strange time to be an american i mean i and i i know the how trump is and and at least got to give him some credit maybe for i know he's been awful for a long time but he's bailing us out you know however many dollars they're bailing us out with it's not going to be enough but they're doing that they're doing the emergency things well
2: I mean, like, look at the bailout of the stock market last week when it was going under they put in i think Someone made it to like the comparison of like the entire student debt crisis that was pumped in to resurgitate the stock market before it went too low. So right, I, yeah, I think what it sh- I think what it shows is just the the agendas of the administration at hand really
0: right. It's the agenda that rather than being a world leader we're, and and making allies and and friends with other countries, we're not going to, we don't want it to be any other country's friends. We're just, you know, one will be interested if they have something to offer us, but we're not going to uh, lend out a helping hand.
2: It, it's kind of like you said, you know, there's the chance of just, you, you kind of mentioned nationalism earlier on and like that isolationist approach of just American interest first, as opposed to being a global partner. That's just the way, it, you know, kind of in light of what you said about it. I kind of see how it is.
0: Hmm. Caesar, I know you're a big uh, alt right. No I'm kidding. I know uh, <laughs> you tend you tend to find you're definitely uh, s- skeptical when it comes to this. Uh, at least what I presume. Um. Well, I guess to answer the first question
1: about in this, what, what was the first question again? Like so surveillance versus. So it's the choice
0: between yeah. Uh, I, surveillance versus self-empowerment, correct? 1984 I, th- I think
1: um, multiple governments have decided what their answer is to this already. Like, locally, uh, in, in LA City Council, I guess, or LA City, um, they decided that, you know, uh, government surveillance is going to be a thing where they, you know, issued that it is an order for you not to go to work now. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really say, uh, you know, the cops are going to beat your ass if you go to work. It is it's it is an order, but there's a uh, responsibility on, on your own end. So there is your empowerment. And I think Germany, that's the first thing they did, too. Um, they said, you know, like you guys have to quarantine or whatever, but we're not really going to do anything to stop you guys. Yeah,
0: they gave the power to the states. And whereas
1: right? China, I think they maybe not at first, but they, you know, shut everything down and were like you guys are going to stay at home whether you or not. Right. And so I think right. in a way, uh, we might not come out any different out of this because each government acted in its own ideology
0: during mm. So you you're you're leaning more towards the, the nationalist approach? Well, I'm saying the governments are just coming but do you acting the way oh what, right. what I believe? Yeah, what do you do you think that I mean i want to think i want i would hope that coming out of this we'll, we'll actually realize that hey for this not to happen again we need to give up some of those you know i can't just drop everything and and still go to my spring break i'll be like okay i'll cancel my spring break i'll stay inside you know yeah i mean we're i guess we're gonna have to
1: 10 years from now study this we're not gonna know the answer right away we're gonna know the answer maybe 10 years from now when a bunch of papers came out we studied how different societies responded to this Maybe it turns out that self-empowerment is the best thing to do. Just you know, issue a warning and hope that everyone is like socially right. responsible, and you do it the right way. Or it turns out we cannot trust our society, and and like we got to do what China did and just tell everyone to go home. And if they don't, you're gonna get shot. Mm-hmm. Well, when you
2: when you, said <laughs> so you, you like that, yeah. Well, when you describe it like that, Caesar, it kind of made me recall the initial like outbreak where it was just oh there's outbreaks in china there's outbreaks in italy and people were still Mm -hmm. traveling there and coming back like it was a joke to them so i think it was kind of just like initially it was kind of more like you know of course we want to empower the citizens and we don't want to order them around but a part of it i think a part of it was like we really hope you're on your best behavior and that kind of shows you that society and i mean it's kind of I, i don't know I, you look at it from a standpoint of like a social group setting, I think we have some form of hierarchy because we, we it's almost like you would just, I, I would describe it as entropy where we just have the natural tendency towards being chaotic and unordered.
1: Yeah. And, and I think in, in like what I said before about the whole ideology, ideology thing, I think we all, right. all our governments and us as people, as Americans, we, we believe, you know, in freedom and stuff like that. And, you know, your government telling you what to do. I think a lot of Americans are going to say, you can't tell me what to do. And, right. and I think when this question comes up after this, I think the majority of governments and people will act the way they would have before this crisis because it's just a part of your ideology.
0: Well, the cr- crazy thing about this is that in times of crisis, things that would have taken, you know, 10 years to... to take place takes you know place uh in a couple hours decisions that would have been made 10 took 10 years are made you know with and you saw that in, and you know the bailouts etc but it's i'm worried though because we see this if we lean to status quo of -hmm. how we are citizen empowerment i don't know if if that's gonna lead to like a straight up war or or just more chaos of that we were saying, Freddie, of more entropy and yeah. and real, real consequences. Well that's that's the super
1: interesting thing about this, at least to me, is that you know, the the logical thing to do after this would be, you know, okay, it turns out that giving your citizens the responsibility is actually a horrible idea. Everyone got super right. sick and we did not handle this, right? But when, when it's a part of your ideology, when you think about questions like about surveillance of the state versus self-empowerment or citizen empowerment, I think that's where you kind of start to not think about logic at all, where a lot of people would say, well, if this were to happen again, I, I, as an American who believe in freedom, would rather die than have my government tell me what to do. I think that's why ideology is so important. Because yeah. you don't think logically. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if this virus is going to happen again 10 times worse. Like, I don't care. I'm an American. No one tells me what to do. Even if it's not the logical thing to do, if your ideology is all about freedom.
0: Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Caesar, you were saying how some, was it a coworker of yours or said something like, Yeah, I'm just going to keep doing what I do, right? He just wants to. Uh, I think we see this in the older generation. I, I don't want to say, okay, boomer, <laughs> but I mean, I think we're seeing this of like, I think the, uh, generation C
1: or generation C.
0: Yeah. I think, well, Z or C or whatever. I mean, it's, Z now of Zoom. However we want to, okay, <laughs> that's Zoom what we have at the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But this all feels like some sort of crazy what's, what's biblical. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's segue into that, but I just want to cap something. It's just, sounds like some crazy nineteen eighty four brave new world almost biblical experience yeah. that we're we're facing and we'll see how it goes. but let's go to the second question the choice between nationalist isolation and global solidarity. so let's put let's paint the picture right now. So right now, I think the status quo is nationalist isolation we're 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 as we were saying earlier america is not really uh cooperating and we really didn't cooperate how just the way it started in china and just spread and spread and spread status quo is no cooperation but say global solidarity let's let's envision a world with global solidarity where you know china gets it first and we all realize that and we all it shuts down its borders and it's okay. And but here's the kicker: they need a little bit of money from the from uh, from everyone else to yeah. to get our, all the supplies. We donate the supplies. Sure, it cost it could cost us a billion dollars or something, whoever. But it saves us a bunch of money in the end because we're not gonna the virus isn't gonna come, you know, knocking at our door in six months or mm-hmm. you know two months, however long, it, it, a one or two right. months, you know. So. So that's another thing to take into account. Yeah, is... like a
1: pandemic is literally one of the worst efforts to fight when you're not thinking in global solidarity. When it, it's, it's a, at like at its core, it's a scientific effort because, you know, you're trying to cure a disease or treat, treat right. it with a vaccine. And like I, I know at work all the time when one of the scientists is trying to figure something out. They're like, whoa, I just found this uh, about this scientist in whatever country. I really hope they publish a paper soon. Or they write a report and make it public. And science is such a collaborative effort. Where like if, if we're trying to treat coronavirus, you you need all the you know the scientific heads to come together. Because I mean even right now I think like Germany came out with a possible vaccine, and I think like Trump was trying to call the dude in or something like that to try to make it an American effort. Yeah,
0: I saw that right. he's trying to uh, uh, privatize that and make it a profit yeah. off of it. Right? Pretty crazy. <laughs> it's it's insane, and it ugh, it's come on and it you got to think like with that type of thinking this we're not gonna develop at any anywhere uh right
2: i think going off that you know seeing where i think since about i want to say 2012 2015 we've been seeing a global change i think up until then like we we've been very the the ideology of the world has been towards globalization. Like you see an effort. So you know, as Caesar was describing, like you you would say like a country specific effort. Like oh, it's just a pand- it's just a virus popping up in China. It's their problem. I kind of think of that like you know, in the sense of like you know, in the global war on terrorism, where it was just an isolated issue in the United States, but there's an entire coalition that came together to fight the issue and made it a global issue. Mm-hmm. But I think as of that, you know, you look at the stuff like the Syrian refugee crisis where a lot of places became much more closed off. I think this coronavirus might actually, in fact, go against what Caesar was saying. And it's just we're already mm-hmm. on a wave of nationalism across the globe. When you look around, I think this yeah, is just I mean, going to be like look a reinforcement Brexit, of it. Look, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, man. I, oh, wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> so I man it's funny
1: how that's happening when we're just becoming so much more connected with the internet how like government wants to separate whereas the people like just want to hang out
0: <laughs> yeah and but that freddie that's i that worries me that, that you think like that and i i could see it both ways but man i really don't hope that happens um but know, what caesar I, I was don't... saying about
2: yeah, I don't agree with it, but you know, I just you gotta see the ideological view. It's just growing across right. the globe.
0: That's that's why you're on the podcast. Say you're a realist. Um, <laughs> and I really, I, after what Caesar was saying, like about scientists, we there's this whole thing of like, oh, the conspiracies, all this. We really got to put our trust in some in science and in scientists and. We really need to open up to the possibilities that science is 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 for the good of humanity and not yeah. for anything else really
1: yeah like you well, can
0: see yeah. like in the literature
1: like Freddie, I don't know if you know this but like I, I know for for the like health sciences and biology the impact score of journals which is just you know a, a journal is published how many times it gets cited by other scientists right. meaning you know people studying their techniques um, mm-hmm. in biology and health and human sciences i think the majority is like in italy and like brazil and so like America's clearly not dominating there and like i don't know like in psychology where's that do you know it's, by any chance it's in funny america? enough
2: it's germany germany was yeah, the like,
1: top even in germany just you know look impact scores the you know you have to look at knowledge holistically you know it's it's not all in america yeah the, the impact yeah. is all over well, then so if you have to treat something that involves more than just biology, it might involve engineering, which I mean, if you're going to do something with like a virus, you got to engineer the kits. you got to, you know, have operations right. to distribution. And, you know, that's why it's it's a collaborative effort for the whole world.
2: Well, if I can, if I can propose a, a, this idea to you, because, you know, there is there is the emergence of the scientific community. And like we have the World Health Organization, which is supposed to bring all the, you know, the medical yeah. experts of the world together. But then you saw a lot of the politics of that getting in the way. You saw Trump trying to distance himself from the World Health Organization. And even now it's still kind of going towards it where they're trying to make all the vaccine the testing. And that's the other thing I'm seeing as bringing up the point of like na- the trend towards nationalism is just that it's not even about the interests of the country anymore. It's just like. We just want to it's almost like a self-destruct, you know, we don't want to corroborate with the global and the greater scientific community. We want to just keep it to ourselves. Like Trump was mm-hmm. saying, like he wants to privatize and Americanize so it's profit for us as if opposed I, to a I greater. could
1: say it would be really badass if, you know, America was the master in engineering, the master in biology, the master in psychology and America's just making a crap load of money. You know, because we're just killing it in every science. But how realistic is that, you
0: know? And how and at right. uh, what cost. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And would the American people really be the ones making the money?
0: <laughs> yeah. It'd be the, one, the 1%. 1%. You know, that's I, that was my Bernie... Uh... <laughs> that's something
1: I thought about, too, when, like, how, like, Wall Street got bailed out and stuff. Like, like, I'm pretty sure, like, at this point, so many foreign countries and foreign, like, investment groups are definitely, you know, in, in the American stock market. Like, I wonder how that affected the global community, like the global money community, you know, if, if we build out the stock market.
2: Well, yeah. look at the recession oh, in 08. That was a global, then yeah, what happened, a, the U.S. It's... became a global recession.
0: Right. Yeah. And, but the thing is, it, it became a global recession, but as I said earlier, the U.S. sort of led the way. It led the way, and it was like, wow, you know, we pulled ourselves out of it. And it's tough now because now it's not like that. And, yes, it's increase in nationalism. But, man, yeah. Well, yeah, a lot, but then a lot I, to consider. A lot to a lot, consider. Yeah. yeah.
2: But then you look at stuff like that and then, you know, you want to say, like, the globalization has helped the way. But then you look at countries like – look at Greece and the EU. Greece is just – taxing the EU because they're trying to keep them afloat. The IM, the World Bank's trying to keep them afloat, the International Trade Organization is trying to keep them afloat. But because they're locked into like, you know, the fact that they're we're all in this together economically, it's you yeah. see the trend towards nationalism. It's just like you see in Germany, they're and, like, we don't want to be responsible for Greece.
0: And it worries me too, Freddie, is that travel is basically halted and and when you stay at home for a while you're you're gonna root for the home team, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna home, see home the... is
2: where the <laughs> home is where the yeah. nationalist indoctrination happens. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I've I've cracked the code, are you ready? Okay. Yeah. I've I've just had a eureka moment. Freddie says I can't call every moment a Eureka <laughs> moment, but this is a Eureka <laughs> moment. So something I was battling with in my head is like how the hell can we become more nationalist when we're all becoming so much more connected? And and it's in the money. So all these countries that the US is cool with and everyone is cool with us it's it's all fake homies. <laughs> yeah. So we're not actually more connected it's just we're just using each other cuz you know it's if I'm investing in China it's not cuz I like China it's cuz China's making me money. It's cuz that, that's that's yeah. my discovery right now. It's just a bunch of fake homies. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's especially with the current administration that's that's you know. So we're becoming yeah. connected in fakeness. Right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's, yeah see, we're, how we're much not do you actually how much do you actually care about the Alibaba workers as opposed to the money they're making you? you know
1: I always joke with Emma, like, cause I'm a, I have money invested in AT&T and I always drive around <laughs> AT&T stores and I tell Emma, like, hold up, I'm going to pull over and go see if they're working right now. And I'm yeah. like, going?
0: like, hey, get off your phone. I'm a shareholder. But the thing too is that I, I really think we can still keep money in mind with global solidarity you know coming into uh, into the the ideology is that because as I was saying earlier with if we s- bail out one country it'll save us money in the future but yeah, yeah that's the thing is, should, uh, is that the, the, the
2: Germany buck- and the EU would disagree with you Protus.
0: yeah
1: i <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> and i know but we like we should start an ethical company ETF <laughs> yeah. yeah do that Yeah, no Mm -hmm. one would invest
0: unless it makes money. Yeah, but I don't know. But yeah, what's the final question? Yeah, closing thoughts on this is that, man, any eureka moments? Well, what you were saying about that is, I mean, yeah, we're trending towards more nationalism, with you know, we we when we closed it when we halted travel from the e we didn't even tell the europe that we we didn't even tell them we didn't even tell them like i saw articles of this like yo like that's messed up we're not even that bad yet like yeah the leaders are like we don't even have that many cases yet we're behind closed doors you guys have more cases so (laughs) man that was a great
1: political move in trump's end because it's like as an American listening to that, you're like, oh, that's why we're getting sick. It's not because Americans we're not dealing with this improperly. It's just all these dumb Europeans that keep on coming to America with their disease. Right. That's like such a great way for him to put it to confuse Americans.
0: You put your disease in me. That's a line from the, that's a line from uh, Blue Velvet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Even even countries
1: have fake homies.
0: Yeah, no, it's they used to, and it used to it really didn't used to be like that.
1: Do you think like back in the day, like presidents got together and they were actually pretty chill? Yes. They were like how are guess, people doing? Yes. Like a benevolent king. Yes, how, yes, how, yes, yes. Oh yes. wow! Yeah. Your child mortality rates have gone down. That's wonderful. Our diplomacy used to be so good. Now it's like child mortality rates went down. That sucks. I just had a new medication
0: coming out. <sighs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Man, Freddie, closing thoughts on, on this issue?
2: Well, basing it around the issue, I think, you know, I want to, I, I know I'm the realist on this, but I don't want to end it as a pessimist either. I think if there's one thing that comes out of it, it's just, I'm stealing this from C.S. Lewis, by the way. He always describes how, hum, how the human spirit just faces, you know, crisis with, just head on with, like, just the spirit of perseverance and all that. He describes how, you know, soldiers were, in World War I, soldiers were combed their hair in the trenches in the middle of artillery. Or they talked about uh, Picasso painting the Guernica in the middle of the Spanish, uh, the German bombing, German bombing Spain. Mm. So, you know, if I have to say something about this, you know, as pessimistic as the outlook looks, we never know that something beautiful, somebody, you know, being stuck at home in the middle of this crisis is working on something that can put us forward for all we know the next scientific revolution is happening in some kids uh right. home because he's home from school
0: the yep. next
2: the next big thing
1: Very maybe a kid was gonna get hit by a bus on the way to school the next day but he was <laughs> to stay at home it's the, knows, it's the butterfly you know?
2: effect
0: <laughs> yeah hmm yeah, yeah, no, right. This, this whole thing seemed to be butterfly effect, you the know. Orange butterfly. That's one, really one thing happened. Uh, they were selling animals in China, uh, live animals, and now here we are having to stay home from. We can't go to. A <laughs> yeah. gym.
1: I was, I was talking to my girlfriend. Well, you guys know Emma, but I guess for people who listen, um, I was telling her like this would be such an awesome thing. I'm thinking for students, you know, it's probably pretty chill because it's like your school's not going to say, OK, well, you're not coming back for the next semester, you know, like mm-hmm. this would be such right. an awesome thing. for A lot of like people, like a lot of like just workers, if there was 100 percent job security, because you're like, oh, cool. Like, I get to just chill at home for a bit. Just got to stay safe and just wash my hands. Maybe just work out, read and oh, stuff. Oh, uh, I, if I, you just I, knew I for a fact, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. I will say this. I will, I will, pay, I will put down a bet of $20. That when this crisis is over the next big social media app is going to be out zoom because some because some coder has just been sitting in his office all day because he's got he's got paid time off he's got nothing to do except code all day the next big social media app will be out in a few months
0: yeah definitely it's going to be a technological advancement i mean just seeing that all the uh, new... so many technical technological advances yeah. coming out of this right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a a brave new post-coronavirus world will eventually happen. It's gonna get worse before it gets better, but there is light at the end of the tunnel, right, guys? Yeah, Yang Gang yeah. is
1: consulting with Trump right now. Just yeah. putting that out there.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yang Gang. They're actually having meetings right now. Yeah. Well. That's our segment. Thanks, Freddie, uh, for this segment. We'll we'll catch you on the flip side after uh, a short break. Welcome back to the Tape worms Podcast. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the One Sip Worms. One Sip Worms. One sip. Hey, Freddie's still here. And Freddie's still here. You know <laughs> we want to leave. So, so, uh, let me pop it open. We're going to try these, uh, beers. This is the Downtown Brown, uh, Lost Coast Brewery, um, Brown Ale. So let's see how it is. Freddie's there, uh, through Skype, via Skype, uh, he doesn't get one. He doesn't get one? I mean, I could Can just I Im- try to pour, I, I could try to pour it over the on the webcam without,
2: <laughs> without worrying. Could I just imagine the taste before you guys try it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, get, uh, just I don't want it, it to bias. Yeah. Okay, so,
2: read well, read re- read me the description about it.
1: Okay. A sophisticated <laughs> blend of chocolate and caramel <laughs> malts with American barley malt makes this a mild and nutty brown ale, a refined brew that complements almost any meal. I know you'll like it, Freddie, cuz it's very nutty. <laughs> I am a nut.
0: Mm, I like this. I already don't
1: like it just because I don't like chocolate beers, but let's see. This mug.
2: I'm I'm gonna call an aftertaste on it. Chocolate beers. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be an aftertaste that hangs around for a bit after you sip it.
0: I just poured it into a coffee mug just to get the full aroma. <laughs> okay. It smells like uh. Kind of like that Modelo Negra. Kind of tastes like it too, but <laughs> I th- I like it. What oh. if it's just
2: it's just it's just rebranded as, the, as a craft IPA to be sold for twice the price? Yeah,
1: and they like melted a drop of Hershey Kiss into it.
0: <laughs> it is a little sweeter, I think, than than Negra Modelo. Hmm. I do, but I will say though I do like uh, brown ale, so and I like the artwork. It's cool artwork. Um, let me, tell, let me yeah. tell you about it real quick.
1: Uh, right off the bat, uh, I actually kind of do like it. I usually don't like these types, um, but it's a little tasty.
0: Yeah. I think well, it uh,
1: was a Friday night, so I'm very biased. I <laughs> feel like I've just, you know, it's a Friday night. You got a brewski. You're on Skype. The
0: world is the world is <laughs> in. The
2: falling apart.
0: Sometimes you just need a cold one.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like this. Uh, it's a good. It's not very sophisticated.
1: I'll tell you that right yeah. now. That's how they describe it in the label. but
0: Yeah. It's sort of, <laughs> it's kind of a very, it's. I would say it's more inspired than less sophisticated. It's inspired by it's, Mexican lagers. Or it's an ale. So.
1: art is on the, on the label.
0: This is like some surrealist. It's like some Picasso, dude.
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say.
0: Yeah. What did
2: you say, Freddie?
0: <laughs> Freddie's clearly not the type that's, to know anything yeah, about art. Yeah, I want
2: to say Picasso and like Salvador Dali. So.
0: Yeah, Dali. Surreal. Yeah. Damn, that was actually a little impressive. Oh, yeah.
2: Thank Fred, you. I am cultured.
0: I can see
1: your crayons through the webcam right now.
2: What <laughs> <laughs> <But> crayon?
1: <laughs> you think? Uh, are there any artists that are actually like really well respected and they're crayon artists?
0: I know that I've seen some cool arts that are like they're like just made out of a full crayon and it's like a dot in a thing. And it's colors. I've seen arts like stuff like that, but it's not like. Actual crayon. I don't know. Like
1: children, I, it's, crayons are just so associated with children,
0: you know. Yeah, I I feel like yeah, ch- uh, children, youth, naivete, that whole thing. Damn, that's crazy, yeah. Huh? Like just being associated with
1: children for and acrylic
0: and and you know fine oil paints are, are associated. Like with imagine that, like
1: you're a fine you're a Michelin star restaurant and you like serve mac and cheese and chicken nuggets.
0: <laughs> yeah, like well, you just lose all respect for some reason. Let me give you a. Uh, little, little, uh, media thing, little media blurb of, of things like that. Uh, the medium is the message. Um, Marshall McLuhan, the medium is the message that it's basically saying like the way you, uh, experience something is sort of like, yeah, like, like how films are, it's like an extension of our eyes and our, our ears uh it's uh, we there's a the whole rabbit hole but let's get into the review part of this uh <laughs> taste i like the taste
1: uh yeah i mean i i'm drinking it the f-
0: flavor <laughs> all right taste it and it's flavor uh artwork i gotta give it a, a
1: i don't a, like the artwork i like the artwork it's creepy
0: to me yeah yeah if you were on any sort of uh <laughs> hallucinogens, hallucinogens that you might well you don't drink on, on hallucinogens anyway
1: some people aren't even capable of even
0: drinking uh, yeah um i like the <laughs> it reminds me of like courage the cowardly dog
2: For i was gonna hold, say like the, the figure in front hands. reminded me of it
0: like eustace
2: yeah eustace, eustace. It reminds me
1: of the little, like, head chef from Ratatouille. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Freddie, anything you – any good uh, libations you've consumed lately? Libations? Drinks,
2: uh, cold drinks. I'm trying to think. Cold drinks? Or one – which I have, and I can't recall the name of it. And I'm kind if of if you've just been
0: drinking water lately, that's okay too. We won't judge you.
2: Yeah, I highly recommend Aquafina, number one quarantine water bottle. No, I had this, I had this one drink. I feel it was from a bar. It was kind of a higher, it was a higher up Glendora esque kind of brewery. Hmm. And oh, fuck, what was the name? I can't remember the name, but it was. I don't know. I I I've never quite bought into like the high craft beer. Yeah. It's really been my take.
1: Mhm. I feel that. Well, you wouldn't understand it anyway.
2: <laughs> you know, going back to that point you said about the crayon artist, can you imagine uh, the next Grammy award winning song being written on a, on a homemade guitar like you know the ones you buy from like the Mexican street shops? <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you see, Grammy... Were written in I know, like, Pharrell or someone produced a whole album on the iPad. Like, it's it, it's possible. Oh, really? Yeah, it's... Yeah, but... uh Final scores for this? I'm gonna say... 7-2. Uh, 7-2 seven, two. Seven, two for you? Yeah. I was thinking I had in the... I'm going to go 7. I think I'm going to go 7.8, 7.8. Uh, yeah, I like this one. It's good. Um yeah. Well, that was Downtown
1: Brown Brown Ale, 12 fluid ounces. <laughs> yeah. By right. Lost Coast Brewery based out of Eureka,
0: California.
2: Oh, there you go.
0: Ah. Let's go to our next segment. How about that, guys? All right. Okay. And now for our movie fans it's the Burs movie Club segment so what do we watch this week guys um, Freddie I know you recommended to me a movie uh, that I had never heard about but I liked a lot it was called how it's called half Nelson and yeah. uh, star starring the man dime himself ryan gosling playing a a teacher in the inner city so who's a great teacher but has a dark side to him he's he uh he's a he's a fiend he's he uh <laughs> part the drug addict and he's a great teacher but it's uh forms a relationship not you know it's a platonic relationship with a uh, one of his students. A friendship, uh, yeah, a friendship. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, yeah, a friendship with a kinship with his some students, and and uh, the student too has a lot. It's a lot of a uh, interesting contrast between that, and it's a crazy movie. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, cool characters and and really an interesting concept of basically i don't want to give it too much away but it's it's uh freddie you you reckon it to me can you give the little the basic uh pitch uh
2: it's an interesting juxtaposition of it just you got i mean you know i think you related me on that point the main characters are just very complex individuals And it's just, uh, without, yeah, as I said, without giving too much away, it's just an interesting story to tell in the way they do. You know, it's in the inner city, but just the complex relationship between, you know, it's, I almost want to say it's, it's almost like a a commentary about what teachers go through, what public school teachers go through, especially the ones that make the delve into the jungle. Right. Yeah. It
0: says a lot about, the public, the school system, the drugs in America, poverty—it it says a lot about, uh, you know, the underlying subtext of what what the themes are of, you know, addiction of, I don't know, poverty of of a lot of uh, really pressing issues in America and just burnout the acting is yeah yeah and and how people can live totally completely different lives um night and day
2: um, yeah seriously
0: yeah so recommend was, i'd recommend that yeah. i recommend half nelson uh you can watch it on is it hbo or i saw it
2: on hbo where did you watch yeah. it
0: I have a temporary HBO subscription. I saw that it was charging me 15 bucks a month and I was like, "Wait, what?" So I it's I've since uh canceled Since my canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but I watched it before I canceled it and uh I think I have a few more days left, so HBO has like a couple good
1: movies that you really want to watch and then a bunch of random movies that I don't think anyone will
0: ever watch. Yeah, and some good TV.
1: Yeah.
2: I was going to ask you Anthony, would you consider it like I mean, you know, I'm not as I'm not much of a film critic or have the knowledge of it, but it had—I don't think it can be called an indie film, but it had an indie film-esque aspect, like
0: the right. It, I mean, definitely low budget. It was not a high budget film. Uh, That's what usually the one of the indicators. It was very sparse and it wasn't very flashy. There's not these huge. It, right. it's really about the characters and their uh coexistence with each other um and it's a drama so it's you know it's i'd say it's an indie film even i don't know the exact budget and and i mean it has some star power in ryan Gosling but he was really the only like one actor i recognized um so prior to him being a big deal i don't have the year what year did it come out it I came think out it was like
2: oh seven, oh eight.
0: Yeah, it came out after Drive, which is a pretty big. It came out like, you know, and I think he was already a big, big shot at that time. But Ryan Gosling known to play some really tough roles. He's, you know, yeah. uh, another I remember the Titans. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I watched
2: it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a good movie. Um it's it's uh it's a good football movie, right? Um but there's this other movies in uh The Place Beyond the Pines. Have you guys heard of that one?
2: Yeah, the bank that one
0: yeah and he's plays this guy kind of similar, like tatted up, like bad boy type, and uh it works for him. I don't know. And then he now he's in like La, La Land and First Man. And it's just like, come on, where's Bad Boy Ryan Gosling? La, La, La Land.
1: <laughs> no, another one. Emma Stone and who? And Ryan Gosling. Uh, there's a second one. There's it came prior to La, La Land. Ah, uh, sort of date or whatever. Like, and she uh, and he's like uh Oh, Steve Steve Carell's in it. Oh, oh, uh, Crazy Stupid Love. No. It might be actually. Yeah, no, I think it is.
0: It is. Yeah, it is. It is. For sure. It is. Like Steve Carell and and Steve Carell just got he's like his That's wife's divorcing. Movie. I love that movie. That's like my favorite rom-com. Uh it's basically on every plane. If you're on a plane, it's a great plane movie.
2: Oh. Uh, if we're talking probably about not other... you're on a plane. Yeah, if we're talking about Ryan Gosling, I actually just had to watch this week um. Oh, good, bro, I don't know if you gosh. ever saw Lars and the Real Girl. I had to watch that for one of my uh, movies for just, you know, talking about a uh, case uh, for my grad school. Another complex character for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, it's like his, I seen. I saw that movie, he's like, his girlfriend's a blow-up doll or something. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: We've I mean, all been there.
0: <laughs> We've all been there. It's relatable. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I you know mean, just you know, the I mean, way he it's, played it's, the, it's, the it's, character. Too, about it. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah. Takeaway there, Ryan Gosling is a... Uh, stud. He's a stud. He's a model citizen, model actor. Caesar, so you you were listing off a bunch of uh, things before we, we were recording. What did uh, you watch this week? I watched Remember the Titans. I watched the Bill <laughs> Gates documentary. I watched... All right, what was the best thing you watched this week? I or- think... Or your favorite, you know, it, it,
1: to to speak about what you were saying before, where it's not about the medium, it's about the motion or is that the, message.
0: the message. The message. Well, I don't. It's the me, The medium is the message, and it's all movie. It, it's just still a bunch of theoretical. Well, I guess what I'm
1: trying to get at the, you know, maybe the Bill Gates documentary wouldn't have been the best thing I've seen most on most days, but because of the time we're living in right now, it was a very great thing for <laughs> me to watch. <laughs> right. Like, it was basically talking about Bill Gates and his philanthropy. And um, how like for some reason he's like invested millions of dollars in this like uh, put together a lot of competitions where people study like sanitation and how it affects the whole world and how many lives Mm -hmm. it can save when sanitation Mm -hmm. can be made better with better engineering. And I was like, well, I'm really glad that there's like a super ultra billionaire out there that is actually trying to do some really positive things in the world because it seems like a lot of the issues we're going to be facing in the future and we're facing today need to be dealt with with very powerful people. Mm -hmm. right like so i was like wow that was like a very good thing for me to see
0: yeah no yeah there's this thing of like sometimes you just watch the right movie at the right time and it you know changes your life i mean not to not to make light of it but it's really sometimes you that's the power of uh of movies i mean so
1: I, mean, I was watching Mother by Bong-hung-ho. Bong Hung Bong Jun Ho right now. Um I didn't I'm like halfway through it right now. It's pretty interesting yeah. so far. It's definitely like just by watching it, I can tell it's it's the mm-hmm. director. Yeah. Because just by seeing a couple of his other films. <laughs> yeah. I saw Snowpiercer this week. Yeah. Um
0: The Pursuit of Happiness. Great, yeah. I, we we watched Pursuit of Happiness. That's a that's a good movie. That's a classic. I
2: think, I, yeah. That's
0: yeah, a good little movie. I mean, I, it's nice San Francisco. I love the setting of just San Francisco, Golden Gate Bridge. The Just the, uh, there's this whole, I feel like I was thinking of just the metaphor of the, the hills, you know, yeah. of like life and the roller coaster, you know, like there's a lot of ups and downs and, uh, just that last shot of just them, this mother, father and son just going down. It's, you know, a nice little, little bow on, on the movie. Um, but man, I, I I watched this like four hour. I'm I'm kind of a film nerd, um, right guys?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: uh, I uh, I uh watched this four hour Taiwanese movie oh, yeah. called uh the A Brighter Summer Day, and it's actually pretty cool. Um, it's about this um like taiwanese this whole thing in the in the 80s and 90s of uh how it's actually based on a true story but a guy uh, a kind of student who didn't really get good grades but now has to go to like uh naval or military school and there's this whole drama it's kind of like a it's kind of like it reminded me. I mean, it's not a musical, but it reminded me of West Side Story of just like rival gangs. There was a lot of rival gangs in in Taiwan, in uh, in. Is it
2: based on a true story? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's based on a real crime. Of there's a lot of rival gangs in in uh, in uh Taiwan when when you know try to break away from China and all that. And it's uh, it's a four-hour movie. I mean, I had I watched it in two parts. And it uh, really tells a big picture story. And But one movie I really recommend, and if you're a fan of L.A. Uh, or just music scene, this is, it's called The Decline of Western Civilization. And it's about, it's a documentary about the punk scene in, like, the early 80s. Like, there's, like, Black Flag, um, L.A. Dispute, like, like, some, and it's, like, it's it's dark like I mean like f- first scene they're just like
2: does, does Ramon make a does Ramon <laughs> make a cameo in that yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah I think he's so a, he's <laughs> the narrator yeah but, <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no it's insane like it's cool uh, I mean I there's three parts now I only f- I'm, I'm watching the first part and uh apparently it gets a lot worse. Over uh, amongst the the sections. But this one is just, you know, showing the scene and just really kinda the drugs and all that and I don't know.
2: What's the platform <laughs> it's on?
0: It's actually you can watch it for free on I think it's called Voodoo or Tubi. Like oh, one of those free ones. Yeah, yeah. No, it's free. It's like totally legit you too. Like,
1: Add every five seconds.
0: Not every five seconds, but like something like, that. <laughs> like um,
2: Frequently. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I think what we need to watch though, let's set it up for next week is, pandemic. We should watch pandemic.
1: I uh, Ooh, I'm down. I was playing the board game. Board game is very fun. Yeah, we well, should play on Skype.
2: Okay. Did Did you solve it or did it wipe you out?
1: I we we got wiped out the first time. Second time, um, me being a strategic thinker, you know, I got us through it.
2: Right. <laughs> I saved the day. Yeah.
1: Great.
0: I was the operations expert. Mhm. All right. Well, that was this segment uh Table's Movie Club. We're going to watch Pandemic for next Saturday, so good. you're... uh your watch it if you if you haven't seen it yet and we're going to review that. But this week, you know, just going through a, a hodgepodge of of uh yeah. i mean you'll definitely have time if you're in quarantine
1: yeah try to do things <laughs> what else? that you, said you couldn't do because you didn't have a lot of time you know yeah definitely can't go to the gym but maybe just do push-ups in your room yeah maybe you can't go to your portuguese class study in your room maybe you can't visit the girl you like call her and leave her a voicemail
2: Maybe you can't make bugs fuck each
0: other. No, I'm still going to go into work to make the bugs be. Well, you heard it here first from... The bugs are still baggy. From one... uh, (laughs) Three passionate... From like Leonardo DiCaprio Wolf of Wall Street. The show goes on. Yeah. I'm not leaving. You heard it from here first. Three passionate... uh, Man.
1: Yeah, we the tapeworms came for you now when you needed the most. You yeah. really thought we were gonna leave you during the coronavirus.
0: Yep. We're gonna try to make one more call, uh for to this show. But uh Freddie, thanks for uh for coming on. Hey, stay on though
2: Stay on what I'll see you guys later. All right, you guys have a Oh, get me surprised Oh, fuckin'
1: chancy So sweet and softy Fuck, fuck, fuck me with that guy Zell a dick So nice and huge Oh, pretty and cute God,
0: Zell a dick so Massive and five God, Zell a dick
2: Oh, get some. So massive and so pretty cute, So sweet and Fuck with that
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, for listening to this episode of the Table Rooms Podcast. Was a uh, uh, Kind of deep one. Keep it wormy. Hey, hey, come on, come on. And as always, (laughs) keep Keep it wormy.
1: I thought Freddie was going to join me.